What's up, everybody? This is the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fenn. I am joined, as always, by Brad. How you doing? I am. Uh, I was excellent. I'm kind of shocked now. I'm sure we're about to get into why, but yes. How are you? Yeah. This is... Uh, I, I'm good. This is this is a crazy, crazy news week for wrestling this week. Yes. For... Not great news. None of it's good. No. So that's unfortunate. Um, we, I, well, I guess, hmm. What do you want to start with first? Uh, I mean, I guess we could just start with the breaking news right now because it happened. Okay, we'll start like with 30 the minutes news. before we started to record. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, I was finalizing our notes for the show and this started happening. I was like, why, why, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's insensitive. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> anyways, WWE is releasing people again, um, as they are wont to do, apparently. And yes. some of these, once again, are stupid, crazy releases. Um, I don't have a full list in front of me. Sean Ross Sapp had one up online, but they kept releasing people, so he deleted it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to scroll through these. Um, the first one that broke was Scarlet Bordeaux has been released. I feel really bad for that one because she's young and she could use the training that they had. They mm-hmm. did not train her enough. They barely used her. They misused her. They ba- they basically tanked her reputation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, because she was fairly sought after coming out of Impact, and they there's a perception issue that happens with wrestlers where if they look bad on the biggest stage, um, they can sometimes look bad um to the to the outside world at least fan perception wise. I don't think uh, executives hold that view, but um. That's that's tough for her because she never really got to show what she could do. Like, I have no idea what she's like in the ring. I have no yeah, clue. All she I don't did know if she'd be worth anybody's time. Yeah, all she did in WWE was just valet her husband, who also got released, and they really yeah, messed uh, up his whole carrying career. Cross, <laughs> carrying Cross is now the poster boy for having your career absolutely tanked by WWE. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck! Yeah, like this was the most sought after guy in wrestling when he was uh when he became a free agent or when he was trying to get out of impact he was the most sought after person yeah aw was looking at him cody rhodes was wrestling with him in triple a um he eventually ended up in wwe and they just fucked him up yeah well but every which way yeah like he's a good worker. He was a good worker in Impact that people liked watching. He got to Impact and all of a sudden his matches just just didn't make sense. He had the moves, but the matches weren't good. Yeah, they didn't play to his strengths where he's kind of like a If you watch his old stuff, he's kind of like even though he's a huge guy, he's kind of a mat-based wrestler. Like he wrestled that kind of style and WWE tried to make him like a big power move type guy and that wasn't really what yeah. he's good at. He seems like he's a guy who would excel in Japan. Mm-hmm. And I think he should. What I think he should do, because Japan doesn't really care about what you've done previously, mm-hmm. 
um, go to Japan, get trained up by, go to one of the dojos, get trained up by them, have them sort of rebuild him because all the tools are there. Mm-hmm. It's like the connective tissue between the tools don't really make sense. Yeah. Like he's got all the suplexes. He's got the MMA training. He's got the ground game. He's got all the stuff you need. And they don't really care about your character there. Mm-hmm. Like he can just be a bad man. And that's yeah. what he is. He's a bad man. And they love um, big gaijin um, wrestlers in Japan too. So yeah, I think Japan would be awesome for him. Yeah, he like he wrestles like the fucking King's Road style, the drop you on your fucking head style. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that he just uh, he couldn't work the WWE style, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, couldn't work the NXT style. I guess I mean it is the Japanese style is different from the NXT style, or what was the NXT style? Mm-hmm. That uh, style, which was the indie style, which was the Ring of Honor style, um, that's gone now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got rid of it, and I understand why. Uh, that like the what NXT was was great entertainment, but not a good developmental brand for mm-hmm. their main shows because yeah. you would bring the guys up who are these indie stars who know how to do the workhorse style of wrestling the ring of honor style wrestling and then they go up to the main roster and they don't want that style yeah they want you to wrestle a different style they want you to do all these different things and when you can't do that immediately they don't use you or they bury you or most of these guys are cut now mm-hmm. yeah. so, and uh and some more will be leaving soon um likely kevin steen El Generico. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call them by those names now. Yeah, get used to calling them by those names. <laughs> but yeah, those uh, boys are coming back. Yeah, the the biggest release of the night and the most shocking one to me personally is Keith Lee. Like, that dude is a main event star. He should have been a main event star in WWE, but for just, I don't know what they didn't see in him, but the dude's well, amazing. Here's the thing he came in as an indie star, he's limitless Keith Lee. He's mm-hmm. the big man who can do stuff that he shouldn't be able to do. He came up to the main roster and Vince McMahon said, I don't want you to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put limits on you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to take away your limitless name. I'm going to give you the Bearcat name. I'm going to take away everything that was Keith Lee. And I'm just going to make you a generic, like very, very generic big man. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want you to be the big man from the 90s. Yeah. And fucking why? Yeah. yeah. He's Keith Lee, man. Yeah. He's, he's a freak. Let him be the a, freak that he is. Yeah. He is a once in a generation talent that you should have just let him go out there and do what he could do and print money off of, <laughs> off of that. Fucking but, Triple H knew what he could do. Yeah. Insane. They also cut his fiance, Mia Yim, which is also crazy. Mm-hmm. She should be in the main event scene. Yes. In on the main roster she's gone that's stupid they didn't even mm-hmm. give her a chance yeah they've cut ember moon same thing yeah taya valkyrie or she her, she had a different name frankie monet we forget that name taya mm-hmm. valkyrie why they even fucking signed hers beyond yeah, she, me i don't think she was there for a year even 
She had six matches in NXT. Yeah. I think she debuted this year. <laughs> she nuts. came in as one of the great veterans in women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking name outside of WWE, which is saying something. And they didn't use her. They kept her in NXT. They gave her a shitty gimmick. Her husband was on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't bring her up, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like it, She can print money. She has the WWE look. Everyone was saying that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. She's better than half the people they have on the main roster. Yeah. I don't get it. Whatever. Fair enough. She's on her way to AEW, I guess. Or mm-hmm. back to Impact. It's too bad Ring of Honor's gone. That's what's scary about this is there's a lot yeah. of people that Yeah, that's other news we didn't even get have... to talk about yet is Ring of Honor. <laughs> I think we did that last week. Oh, did we? I don't know. It's been crazy. I think so. I think so. There's other news that we'll get to that in a bit. Oni Lorcan's gone, which is mm-hmm. too bad. But what that he's got again, he's got a spot in AEW if he wants it. Yeah, he's that type or of New Japan physical. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, B Fab from Hit Row. I don't understand that they just putting anyone from Hit Row. Yeah, like it's like they don't understand the product that they have. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have access to the internet? Yeah, Hit Row is your hottest product. Yeah, yeah, and they just Hit Row is your hottest product. I do not like it. Goes fucking Roman Reigns, Hit Row. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just, it's there. It's fully formed. I mean, you gotta maybe train her a bit, and maybe that's not what. Maybe that's why. Maybe she didn't have the training, but then maybe you shouldn't have called her up. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you just called them to the main roster, and then you cut her. I especially hate this because normally when you bring someone up to the main roster, they go from their thirty day NXT non compete to their main roster 90 days. So they just gave her the 90 day uh, non-compete and then they cut her. Mm-hmm. So she could have been free to do what she wants in a month. Now she has to wait three months. That's fucking cruel. Yeah. That yeah, is cruel. Uh, yeah. Brian Alvarez someone. was just tweeting that they just re like, she just signed a new contract too. Like, so yeah, so her, yeah. definitely she's on that um, 90 day. No, she, she got now. the full, she got the main roster contract and then they cut her. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. Yeah. That is fucked up. I don't yeah. know why they did that. Jesse Camilla, I don't know her. Zeta Ramir, I don't know her. Trey Baxter, I've heard the name. Don't don't know him or her. Katrina Cortez was with Phantasma. Yeah. So again, just fucking cutting the uh, female wrestlers out of your ready-made uh, uh, stables. Yeah. Fucking weird. <laughs> um, Grand Metalik. Okay, I mean... This He's is probably a good his, thing for him. He was wanting his release, though. Yeah, good. That, that this is a good thing for him. Lindsay <laughs> Dorado, good thing for him. Like they have, there's a market for those guys. They can just go right back to Mexico. Oh yeah. Um, we have Nia Jax. Is fucking what? Yeah, <laughs> I thought she'd be a lifer for sure. That's crazy. That's insane. The amount of time they've gone to bat for her is mm-hmm. crazy. Um, why cut her after all the rumors of her being a bad worker and this and that to then just release her? Doesn't really make sense. If you're gonna fucking double down with her that many times, 
Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get it. It's like the Braun Strowman thing again. It's like, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't. Then why were you pushing her? Yeah. Then I can see gotta, her probably not wrestling anymore, too. Like, I think she'd be one of those types, like, after she's out of WWE, she probably doesn't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, she's got... She's got she's got connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's Harry Smith. I don't know Harry Smith. Is that Davy Boy? No. Is that? Did they just resign him? Is that him? Is Harry um, Smith? Uh, Davy Boy Jr. Right now, I think so. That sucks as well. Why? Why do they keep resigning these people then to release them? I don't get it. Um, Eva Marie is yeah. another one. Harry Why Smith did you is, resign her? Harry Smith is Davy Boy Smith Jr. And they just like oh, over the man. summer. <laughs> well, off to New Japan he goes, mm-hmm. I would assume. Or AEW to tag with Archer. Yeah, they could do that. Which tag would be, actually be, awesome. be a good use of Archer. Yeah. Um, Eva Marie, again, I don't even know why he tried. Yeah, they brought her back. Like, the... What? Yeah. <laughs> It's very strange how they yo-yo some of these. But yeah, this is all very sad because mm-hmm. oh, Ring of Honor just shut down a week ago. Or not shut down, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, released all their talent, or at least uh, have said that they're going to. Um, they're doing their final tapings. The final tapings are done at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're essentially no more as we... Uh, as we know them, they're likely going to go uh, back up, like take a step back and maybe start being a GCW, which would work for them in yeah. a sense. Apparently Sinclair that. is fucking billions of dollars in <laughs> like multi, multi millions of dollars in debt. So oh, that's why I could see that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. That's why that. this was a Saint. There's this was a Sinclair decision. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess we should go. I mean, this is all very, very crazy. I don't, I don't really want to speculate on where people should go. I think if quite a few of those names are going to land on their feet immediately, mm-hmm. um, and a few, like a most of the top ones, are probably assuredly ending up in AEW. At a certain point, AEW can't sign everybody. Yeah, but you would think that mm-hmm. um, the three top ones, Ember. Keith Lee and Mia Yim are gonna show up in AEW. Oh, for sure. Beyond that, man, who knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's tough. It's tough yeah. with a. You just lost. Ring of Honor was would have been a landing, a great landing spot for someone like Taya Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. It would have been a great spot for Ember Moon. That would have been a great spot for her. For sure, because they were doing really well with their women's division, and that option's gone. Yeah, and there's not real there's impact, but like impact doesn't have a lot of money. They can't just be signing people. Yeah, they don't have MLW, like, but I don't know what their situation's like either. AW's got those fat stacks; they can sign people and rot and rotate them in and out, mm-hmm. and then allow and they still allow them to work indies. So it's not when people aren't on the show, they're like, "Go do your indie shows." Like mm-hmm. Bear Country. We haven't seen them for months. Yeah. Or for a couple months, but they've been doing the indies. So so they're okay. They're mm-hmm. still getting paid. They're still wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's not good. And then I guess transitioning to some other not good news. John Moxley has uh checked himself into 
is it officially is it rehab but it, it's treatment yeah Alcohol. they said in, i think i saw inpatient rehab or something so i in, think he's like free to go when he wants yeah. and stuff yeah yeah um yeah so he has um i guess admitted that he he saw he uh saw the writing on the wall saw that he had a problem checked him in checked himself in which is he was he was at the top of his industry mm-hmm. like the very very top his yeah. book released the the very same day he um he just had his uh his new baby he was very likely going to win this tournament oh yeah that he was in he was uh in the middle of a big heel turn like he was going to be in the next pay-per-view, he's probably going to be main eventing it mm-hmm. against Hangman. He was he was at the very, very top of the industry. Yeah. And he decided to put his his own well-being and his own mental health above that, which is not something we have seen in this industry ever. Which is cool. Um, yeah, it, he it, put the well-being of his family above that. Like he probably sort of like, okay, I can't be. I mean, I don't. Wanna, I can't speak for him, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's really a coincidence that he just that the birth of his baby and him being like, okay, I gotta, I gotta fix myself mm-hmm. before I continue on. It's it it says a lot and um, how people were talking about it and we. How many seasons of Dark Side of the Ring have we seen? Yeah. Where nobody checked themselves. The the wrestling is just rife with stories of people who ran their lives directly into the ground. Mm-hmm. Like he is a he's an absolute an absolute role model and just beyond that, like it's hard to realize that you that you have an issue that you can't fix on your own mm-hmm. and that you have to seek help for it like i've done that with my with my anxiety like uh, when my partner first said hey you know what you should maybe think about seeing a therapist my initial reaction to that was absolutely not how dare you like that Mm -hmm. was like like no 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 no, like immediate pushback and now i think like every single person in the world should go to therapy it's amazing everybody needs it and it's a it's a hard mental hurdle to get over uh, to realize that you need to get help for whatever reason. And I think it's amazing what he did because he did not have to do that. He could just sit on his millions and, uh, and write it out and be the abs- be the face of the company. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It takes a, I know he's a deathmatch wrestler and that makes him tough, but doing all that is even tougher than makes him more tough than all the deathmatch stuff and everything it takes a, takes a big uh, special type of person to admit when they're wrong. And um, there's nothing wrong with getting help. So if anyone listening feels like they need to get help, get help because there's nothing wrong with it. And it'll definitely help you out in the long run. Yeah. I'm going to anyone who thinks that Tony was in the wrong for his tweets is they're out oh, to lunch. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone trying to just trying to, I saw Vince Russo was trying to call him out, be like, like saying that he was uh, using Moxley's situation to 
for, I don't know, likes or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. no. He got John Moxley's permission because John Moxley doesn't use social media. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't going to tweet it out himself. There was no other way to get it out other than Tony doing it himself. Um, he got Renee's permission. He did it respectfully. He put out the hotline. Like, it was done perfectly, in all honesty. And we'll get to CM Punk's uh, promo, but that was handled perfectly as well. So I was very happy with that. And I guess before we really get to this, there was some other news that I don't really want to talk too much about it, but the uh, the Jericho comment about um, Samurai Del Sol oh, wrestled a match last <laughs> night. He he put out like a like a nice tweet saying. Um, I spoke to John because obviously he's a religious man. So he's like, mm -hmm. uh, I prayed for him, um, this and that. Uh, thanked him for like for allowing him to see John's former home and yada yada. And it, it was it was nice. It was a nice mm -hmm. sentiment. But he spelled John Hoover's first name wrong. And Chris Jericho just said, tw quote tweeted him, said he spelt his name wrong, which fuck you, Chris Jericho. Is yeah, all like, I'll say. Could, I'll just leave that there. Fuck you. <laughs> he tweeted <laughs> it like I think while the show was still going on, so Jericho could have definitely gone and talked to him. Said, "Hey, you yeah, spelled like, his name wrong." You're in this. You're in the same fucking locker room. Just walk over and knock it. This is the second company you guys have both worked together in. Mm -hmm. Like you know him. Yeah, you know this man. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just go knock on his door. I know you have his number. You can get his number too. Like, there's no way that this had to be done on social media. It's stupid, and I really don't want to talk about the Amanda Huber aspect of this. I'll just say that nobody can judge her for her reactions about stuff regarding her deceased husband. And we'll mm -hmm. leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll just leave it at that. It's not necessarily the, the thoughts I would have, but like, yeah, I haven't lost my loved one. So, mm -hmm. moving yeah. on. Yeah. That, the less said about <laughs> that whole situation, the better. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. stupid. It, it, yeah. I was like, I was like, what? There's Samurai Del Sol controversy? What the? What the fuck? Yeah. He's <laughs> like, no, this is stupid. This mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Wrestling is a mistake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Twitter's it, whenever stuff like that happens, I'm just like, oh god. That's when I hate being a wrestling fan when dumb stuff like that happens. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And fuck you, Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Okay, so moving on to Dynamite now. Now that we've left all that shit behind, those three shitty stories. Yeah. Um, let's talk about an episode that, just judging from the general tone of people, maybe people didn't weren't so high on it, <laughs> apparently. I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I I didn't like one segment, but I thought yeah, the and I didn't like that segment either. Mm -hmm. um, fuck Chris Jericho. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I thought it was. I enjoyed the episode. It's it's funny when you disconnect from the internet. You really uh, don't allow anyone else to influence your opinion on it, and 
I had a great time watching this. Um, yeah. It wasn't the highest of highs. It was kind of a, they were maybe a little neutral a bit because it seemed like they're playing it a little safe going into the pay-per-view. But yeah, this was definitely the, the most promo heavy dynamite I could think of in a while. It seemed mm-hmm. like to me there was a lot more promos than normal, but I get they're still trying to build a pay-per-view. You don't want to have too many people in too many matches because you run the risk of injury and stuff. And I'm sure mm-hmm. the the news with Moxley kind of put everyone in a down mood too a little bit. Yes, <laughs> it would have to. It would mm-hmm. have to. And that would have been... They still managed to salvage it completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I think that would have been a major, major moment on the show Moxley's match with orange Cassidy, which I think would effectively been a heel turn for him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, let's get into, uh, into this episode. We start with Kenny Omega versus five, which this is, this is fun. I like, uh, them running it back the, now that he's in the Dark Order, uh, Kenny versus Alan Angels for the second time. Um, I love, I really enjoy that Alan Angels kind of has Kenny's number in that Kenny can't just put him away. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, uh, it's his Toroyano. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good, that's he, an uh, excellent uh, description. <laughs> like, uh, he's... Like he's gonna beat Alan Angels, you know that. You know he's gonna beat Alan Angels, but he can't do it as quickly as he wants to, or as quickly as everyone thinks he should be able to. Like Alan Angels gives him a run for his money every time, mm-hmm. and it's a funny story that they that they keep telling here. I like it a lot because and Angels is great. He's mm-hmm. a really good wrestler. Um, whenever he uh gets his push down the road, they're he he could do some cool things. Um, he came right out of the jump in this one. He just came flying at Kenny Omega. Um, there was a really cool spot where Kenny went for a uh, a V trigger, hit the ropes, and rebounded off. And Angels rolled him up for a for for a two count, which was awesome. It, it was uh, really well done. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Angels hit a big moonsault. Um, he had Kenny reeling on the outside. Kenny was losing his mind. You could see he had the bug eyes going. <laughs> he was, uh, he looked a little, um, what's, what's the Jack, what's his name from, uh, the shining Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Sure. We'll just say that. <laughs> Cause isn't it, is like something, something makes Jack a doll boy. Like his yeah. name was Jack in that movie too. Oh, um, but yeah, crap. he looked like Jack Nicholson from the shining. Like, just absolutely going insane. Um, uh, Kenny would end up putting him away with uh, two V-triggers to a hobbled to a hobbled uh, five. Um, I like that he didn't use the uh, the one-winged angel, which mm-hmm. was cool. He just uh, beat him with the, with the two vicious V-triggers. And then he, he grabs the mic and he says... Uh, He's like, I've given you a lot, Alan Angels. I have given you a lot. But now I'm going to take it away. And he picks him up. He's about to hit him with the one-winged angel on the chair. But Hangman's music hits. He comes out. He makes a save. He chases Kenny away. But Kenny leaves the belt. And he picks up the belt. And he says, 
hey, Kenny, you better hold tight onto this. You've got 10 days until mm-hmm. I'm taking it from you. It's like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, but... I had forgotten that full gear was so close. Yeah, no, this is next weekend. <laughs> I've had a lot going on lately with uh, the con and Halloween and all this shit. I was like, oh shit, there it is. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Yeah, I was. I when I remembered it was next weekend, I because I thought it was at the end of the month, but I was like, nope, it's mm-hmm. next week. <laughs> That's good because you don't want it to go too f- far into Thanksgiving. That's true. That's very true. Okay, so the next thing we had was Malachi Black cutting a very nice, short and sweet vignette where uh, he says that Tony Khan, he's uh, he's barred him from ringside, but that's not going to change anything. That's not going to affect uh, the outcome of the match because Tony and Cody, remember when Caesar was betrayed, it wasn't just Brutus's it wasn't just Brutus's knife that, that killed him. There were many, many knives. And I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. And I have in our notes more on this later. But I think let's just let's just jump to that match. Because um, I really liked that it. it was the uh, Cody versus Andrade match. Um, this was... Pr- this is arguably my favorite match of the night. I'm loving this Cody this Cody storyline right now. As much as people hate it, I think that's part like uh wanna hate Cody. That's what's so intriguing about it. Mm-hmm. It's like the will he won't he of if he's gonna of if he's gonna turn and Cody's playing us all in the palm of his hand. It's so cool. Um to start the match. Andrade just slaps the fucking taste out of Cody's mouth. Yeah. Like, just rips him with it. Um, and there's a, a cool moment. I think um, Andrade goes to do the... I think it was an Irish whip, and Cody does that little flip over the top rope to get away. But Andrade uh, him. mirrors him and flips yeah. over the rope as well, and then gives him, like, the ah-ah-ah. Yeah, that part was <laughs> so awesome. He's just smooth as butter. I loved mm-hmm. it. Um, Andrade, for the most part in this match, never looked like he wasn't in control, which I loved. I think he pump kicked Cody in the face like eight times mm-hmm. throughout the course <laughs> of the match. Just yeah. like running pump kicks. Just fantastic. Um, Cody only really got any offense in once when Andrade got too overconfident. Cody would end up going for a a crossroads, but he got countered into a three amigos, which the last amigo was into the turnbuckle. Which yeah, is cool. I like that he did that. That was really cool. I love that. Um, on Andrade locked in a figure four in this match, which is about as close as I want them to get to Ric Flair. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I'm maybe okay uh, with that. when he did that, I was like, oh yeah, Ric Flair is like father-in-law. I forgot about that. <laughs> And I think doing it that way is okay. I'm cool with that. Because yeah, also Cody has, Cody's also been doing the figure four. Mm-hmm. So I like that. This was uh, a reference to the Flair legacy and also to Cody um, mm-hmm. using that move against him, which uh, I really, because 
if you had asked me who's going to do the figure four in this match, I would say Cody. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then when Cody then, flipped it, JR just went on this crazy tangent about the um, the Indian deathlock and maybe we should call it the Native American deathlock. I'm like, JR, what are you talking about? <laughs> JR said, he said like, and I should know because I'm part, he's like, because I am Native American. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, there's a, okay, how to best describe this. Here in Oklahoma, it's an Oklahoma people, thing. Lots of people that look like I do. White as can be, like I'm pale as shit. If you'd never see yeah. me, I'm a ginger. But lots of people that are about my shade always try to claim they're Native Americans too. And it, it's hard to tell, you know, because of the way the United States treated Native Americans. So you just kind of go with it because, but it's just like, you just always see people looking like me, like, yeah, I'm like one sixteenth Cherokee. And they, they, they like claim no. stuff. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> No, no, you're gonna you gotta round that shit down. You're zero. Yeah, yeah. You have to round that down. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah. But when he said that, I was like, "Wait, Jr." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I know. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. When he said it, I was like, "Did Jr. just say that?" Yeah. <laughs> so I was really like, "What yeah. the hell is he talking about?" <laughs> um. Yeah. That Arna. I think Jose is the name of the assistant. Jose uh, jumps yeah, up on the Jose. The assistant is tw- his Twitter name. Yes. So, okay, perfect. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Um, he he jumps up on the uh, on the apron. He's trying to distract Cody. Arn takes him out. Um, this this distracts Cody a bit. He turns around to do a tope onto uh, onto Andrade, but FTR is out out from under the ring. They crack Cody in the head with those plastic belts. Um Andrade's able to Andrade's able to hit the the armbar DDT thing that he does. I can't remember what it's called. El Idolo, I think. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, it hits him with that on basically an unconscious Cody for the win. Andrade won. I fucking love that. Um yeah. then there's the triple team beatdown and they are just killing Cody. They they pick up Cody. They hit him. He hits him again with that big pump kick. Um, Tully runs out, and we've got Tully and Cody in the ring together, which is interesting. Um, he's cheering them on, and Arn comes out, and he faces off with Tully. But before uh, they can go to blows, Lucha Bros come out, and and they're they're fighting FTR, and that's obviously setting up the. FTR and Lucha Bros match at the pay-per-view as well as the Cody Black Andrade uh, and Pac program which who knows what the fuck that's going to be I'm I still thinking that's going to be a tag match still very intrigued by that I mm-hmm. love it um, yeah did Pac come out I don't remember no not okay. he did not I th- I would say they're saving that for next week mm-hmm. um, just very chaotic energy of this whole thing I love it one thing that I I did really like that Arn and Tully didn't actually touch each other, mm-hmm. which I think leaves a lot of room for Arn to turn on Cody. Yeah, I think I think they're going that way, and I I still hope at, in the end Cody will turn because he wouldn't. I don't think he says all this stuff if he's not going to. Yeah. 
but you never know. Like, how long's it been? Two years, and we've been be like, oh, when Cody turns, oh, when Cody turns, yeah, he turns, and then Jesus Christ, Cody. Yeah, maybe he never will. Maybe he just. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he means it. <laughs> he's like, he's like I, I'm the EVP. I can break the fourth wall like this and talk about turns. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows? Like, talk about heel turns. And like, uh, Cody, I don't think you can actually talk about faces and heels and turns in your promo, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're breaking my immersion here, Cody. But yeah, like, I'm really enjoying this because the, the Arn and Tully thing reminded me a lot of when Hobbs would run out and never actually touch Team Taz. That's what that is mm-hmm. reminding me of with those two guys not actually touching each other. Yeah. I think in the end, um, Aaron's going to be like, you never actually thought our, an Anderson was going to get along with the Rhodes, did you? And he's going to turn yeah. on him. And yeah, that'd be actually kind of cool. <laughs> when, when everybody turns their back on Cody, then he'll go evil. And I don't think it's necessarily a coincidence that his pants are black right now. Hmm. I think like he's starting to slowly because like Malachi Black's whole thing is that he's turning him heel. That's his whole thing. Yeah. Like I could see Cody joining Malachi Black in the end. That'd be like man. The twists and turns to get there, that'd be kind of nuts, though. <laughs> that'd be cool, right? It'd like, be really oh, cool. Cody, but... I... He's like, Cody, I knew you'd come. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, eventually, like he just warps Cody, and he's like, ah, here we are. This is the man I, I wanted you to become. Who knows? I don't know. But I just think it would be, uh, be very cool. Mm-hmm. I really want heel Cody, man. He's so good at it. Please do it. Oh my gosh. Just, I remember just when he was it. in Bullet Club and he tried to change the logo. That's still one of the greatest heel moves I've ever seen when he changed the Bullet Club logo. Because <laughs> it was the dead. hottest selling shirt at the time and he changed it. <laughs> he's a he's a fantastic asshole. Just mm-hmm. just just do it. Just do it. Okay. I mean his interest so is already have... prime for uh, being a heel. Oh, for sure. That's the the problem is, I mean, every every great villain thinks of the face, mm-hmm. or thinks of the hero. That's what's so good about it. The problem is that like Cody in real life might actually be a villain who thinks he's the hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's the problem mm-hmm. that he may uh, this might actually be happening in real life, and he can't quite see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now let's back up to earlier in the episode. Because we jumped way ahead. Yeah. (laughs) We jumped way ahead to talk about that one after the Malachi Black promo. Okay, so CM Punk, I spoke about this a bit earlier, but he comes out to do to cut his promos and he's he's wearing a shirt that said uh brewing or something like that. It was like is he wearing a a a beer shirt? A brewery (laughs) shirt? No, it was a coffee shirt. Mm-hmm. It was for a coffee shop, so it was like, fair enough. Um, then he does a. He mentions that there should be there's two men that should be here tonight, and he starts talking about the first one, and the fans start. 
Oh, wait, no, the fans are chanting his name. He's like, I don't want to hear you chanting my name. I want to hear you chanting that other man's name. And they all start chanting for Moxley. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. And yeah. he's... And I already talked earlier how about how he talks about how much courage it takes to to do what he did in the position that he's in as the face of this company. He essentially saying we could all learn a lot from Moxley, and he's he's right. And he says there's another person who's not here that I would also like to talk about. And they they start chanting Eddie's name. He's like, yeah, Eddie's not here. Because Eddie's a coward. Is it, <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, Eddie got in my face? I wanted to have a a one on one with him so we could talk this out, so he could apologize. He said, "I did want to enter, uh, take Moxley's spot in the tournament, and to face and have CM Punk versus Orange Cassidy, and to have CM Punk versus Brian Danielson." But only after we, I settled this thing with Eddie. So Eddie took that away from you guys. You can blame him for that. I was like, damn, just put him out there like that. But that'll add fuel to their feud. So that's that's cool. And uh, and then he says, uh, he says in St. Louis on Friday, which so I guess uh, Friday's rampage is not taped because it's in a different city. Mm-hmm. Um, he says yeah, where are they, they at will. Tonight? I think they were in Kansas. Kansas City? I know they're in Missouri, but I didn't know what city. Yeah. I guess you're, if you're in Missouri, you're either in Kansas City or St. Louis, because I doubt they're doing a show in, like, Branson, Missouri, with Dolly Parton or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a, they, they didn't say Kansas, but... Yeah. But anyways, yes. Uh, so I don't think they have a match on Friday. I think they have, they're having a face-to-face chat, because I, be, I believe what they're doing is building a promo for Full Gear. Oh yeah, this match has got to take place at full gear, and the fans are even chanting "full gear." Full. He's like, yeah. no, 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 no. He's like, that would be cool, but I just want to have a talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's like, I just want to have a talk on Friday. So I really like that. Um, this, I'm glad. I kind of wish they had more time to just go back and forth on the mic a little bit. Yeah, that's the um, only. Thing I wish that just that match could do a weird time loop thing where it, it goes ahead of full gear and then we revert back in time to watch it so they have more promos against each other. Mm-hmm. I almost I almost wonder if the Moxley News had something to do with Eddie not being there. I'm sure. Being them being close. I, I don't want to speculate, but I know they're close. Uh-huh. So uh, that uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, I can't. Or, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that was very cool, and I I really liked that CM Punk segment. It was very sincere. And it that, was. That's the that's the CM Punk we've been getting lately, and I like that. Mm-hmm. I am ready for a program with him, like an extended feud. Yeah, as opposed to the monster of the week, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I like think, a, in a way, this is kind of his long term program. It's him getting. Seeing Punk getting his groove it back, is. you know, yeah, yes, this is uh how Stella got got her groove back. The yeah, CM Punk story, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, no, they're, they're definitely telling a story with CM Punk, just not in a traditional feud, which is interesting. But I do want a feud. 
Like, I like this, but I want to feud now. Yeah, okay, me too. so next next we have a Miro vignette. And this vignette was fucking great. Oh my gosh. Uh, Miro cutting promos on God is like the best. <laughs> <laughs> cutting Miro cutting Miro's, cutting uh promos on God with like Jesus lighting. Yeah. <laughs> I saw um, somebody compare he, it to um have you ever seen the movie Apocalypse Now? Yes. Uh the guy that played the Godfather. I have that actor's name. I can't think of his name, but that's how he was lit up towards the end of the movie when he's like in that hut. It's kind of like how Miro yep. was lit up. Somebody was comparing that to that. It's like, that oh, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Messiah figure for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. He says that like he cursed, warned and threatened his God in this, which is cool. Um, he says, and now all of a sudden Miro's in this tournament. God, are you apologizing to me or are you mocking me? Mm-hmm. Said I will. Regardless, I will pave the road ahead of me with the skulls of my victims. Oh my gosh! So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off! This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I know. It's never so ta- good. Never talk more than thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Miro's. Oh my gosh, he's the best. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know what else. He, it's. Remember when he first came in last summer and everyone's like, oh no, what are they doing with him? But then now it's like, everyone's just like, oh my God, he's amazing. I saw a take from somebody online and I apologize because I don't remember who it was. It might have been Bix. Um, And he he said that uh, Miro, when he came in and he was that shitty nerd who just mm-hmm. <laughs> like that shitty gimmick of he just wanted to play video games, fun time Miro. The contrast between that and this has made this that much better. Yeah. And if he went from like Rusev Day, I want to kill you to AEW, I want to kill you a little bit more, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have had the same impact. That makes sense. Yeah. He like uh essentially he's like this character is better now than it would have been without the uh the shitty first few months. Uh mm-hmm. granted I wish it was just a shitty month as as opposed to like shitty four months that we had oh, with yeah. him. Yeah, it and was it was a quick frustrating turnaround on him too, because I remember at um was it Blood and Guts when he came out and said he's challenging Darby for the TNT title and then just like it's been off to the races since he won that title. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was basically it was that that one. It was the arcade anarchy match he looked amazing in, mm-hmm. and then he went out and broke the arm of Kip yeah. Sabian, and that was and it. Like apologized to him while he's breaking his arm. He's like, "I'm so sorry. It had to be done." And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of like, cool." And then, <laughs> yeah, and now it's all of a sudden people need to sacrifice themselves to him. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, yeah. And he's like, "I'm not mad. I'm. This is a worthy sacrifice. I just need you are forgiven." And then he snaps their neck, basically. Mm-hmm. So cool, love it. Yeah. Um, and now going to a very different kind of segment. This was the super click. They're in the back. They are. They're talking to whoever it is, Marvez. Um, they say that last week was a fluke. This and that. And then all of a sudden, Jurassic Express shows up. Oh wait, no. There's Christian, Christian first. Christian just like, saunters into the shot, like, "Hey guys," <laughs> they're like, "Do you know? Do you not know math? You're one old man. You're gonna just walk up, 
just walk up on us and then they turn around and there's a dinosaur and like mm-hmm. oh fuck so they try to leave but instead of leaving they try and sucker punch them it doesn't work out they brawl out the brawl out the tunnels they're in front of the fans now everything's going wild jungle boy runs out of nowhere just flips off yeah, the stage just flips off takes, the stage takes them all out which was cool um jungle boy does a hurricane rana on matt that sends him tumbling down the the ramp towards the mm-hmm. ring which was looked fucking awesome um luchasaurus choke slammed nick onto adam cole mm-hmm. which was looked really fun and brutal and then christian in a bit of violence i was absolutely not expecting. yeah it's like that gives um... a goddamn concerto to adam cole <laughs> it's like that uh ron burgundy's boy that escalated quickly type thing. <laughs> yeah it's like wow you just really went for the nuclear option yeah well it's i like mean when someone to the bucks did give him an indie taker on the outside so <laughs> i can see why he's a little pissed off okay fair enough <laughs> i was gonna say it's kind of like when someone like says like a does like a little joke at your expense and then you're like fuck you and your mother and you're like oh yeah, shit yeah. what yeah <laughs> like jesus yeah <laughs> you didn't have to go that bad that's true that's true but yeah they did indie taker him on the, the concrete floor so <laughs> i can see why he's a little pissed off so this is they gotta be yes a, a, a trios match right At yes they have to I'm be a, i don't I imagine know it's gonna be that no i really DQ want too. it i don't know that i want it um yeah I, I, but i don't know what else you do with all of them it's I like, mean, Adam Cole could face uh, Christian. I'd be cool with that. Yeah, and but we've seen uh, the the t- those two tag teams face each other a few times now. I'm kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you found a cool uh, a cool stip to put on the match, like give them I don't know, give them a tables match or something. They'll be like, okay, yeah, that'd be fine. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, do a Christian's in the match. The... They could do a TLC. I don't know what they'd call it in AW, but <laughs> a six-man ladder match would be fun. And then mm-hmm. you just fucking bring out tables, anyways, and chairs. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, it's a table. It's a. Anyways, it'd be fun as hell. Okay, so this next match we have Aerostar and Samurai Del Sol, the former Kalisto, versus FTR. And the music for both these teams melted my heart. I loved oh the the Aerostar and Samurai Del Sol music. I uh-huh. I can't remember it now, but it's just it, it just sounded like I don't know, like '90s superhero music. It was fun. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then FTR's music right now is just pr- it's probably the best music in AEW. It's so good. Like I heard, is it is this the first time they've debuted it? They've done it for a couple weeks now. Okay, I guess this is the first time I really noticed it, but I was like, "This is some awesome, awesome music." And it goes it reminds a, me of Greg gr- Valentine's music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes great with their their new shirts, those retro looking shirts they have. Those new shirts are fucking great. Yeah, they're really good, and they've got it on their trunks too. The mm-hmm. oh my god, it's like the PBS logo kind of. Yeah, and then they're so nice. Their their gear was great. They had the knee pads, the American flag on one knee pad, and the Mexican flag on the other knee pad. It's awesome. Oh my god, I didn't realize the Mexican flag. Yeah, I have in here like FTR wearing the American flag while holding the 
AAA titles is yeah. just the peak. Yeah. One of their, um, I think it's both of their left knees were the Mexican flag and the right knees were the American flag. Oh God, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. They're doing great things with this. Mm-hmm. And they like this make is, out with the belts and stuff. <laughs> this is the this is expert heel work. I love it. Mm-hmm. Arrow Star's entrance into the ring was amazing. He just cartwheeled around the ring until Cash Wheeler punched him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus, Arrow Star almost died five different times, which is yeah. just Arrow Star. I was gonna say that's just Arrow Star matches. <laughs> Yeah, if he's nuts. not dropping from the heavens onto his fucking head. Mm-hmm. Like, when he did that one spring off the middle rope and just went straight down yeah. <laughs> head first. And, and JR said, oh my god, that man almost died. <laughs> oh my god. It was like, JR's <laughs> obviously never seen an Aerostar match. No, no, I no. just remember, there's one clip of him in AAA, AAA where, he, where he does almost die. Yeah, where, like he jumped off the scaffolding and just missed mm-hmm. the people and yeah, just like that. splat. Yeah, I think he was legit hurt after that too. <laughs> oh no, he I did. Think, he fucked himself yeah. right up. Yeah, I think he was gone for like four months or something because he was hurt. <laughs> and then he does not care. He just comes no, back and does it again. He's like legit insane. And I remember, when, remember, um, Lucha Underground. He was a time traveler. That was his whole gimmick too, which was fucking cool. Like, there was even more time travelers in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. That's very funny. It's like, how yeah. did he get up there? Time travel. Yeah. <laughs> what do you even do with time travel? How do you even use that? In I wrestling? don't know, but that, that was his gimmick. It, I mean, Lucha Underground was wild like that, so it worked there, but I doubt it worked in any like, other company. But Oh, he got hit with a powerbomb. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, he just reverses time. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Aerostar wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. FDR won, obviously, with shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one point where Dax hit a brain buster on Samurai Del Sol on the outside. And it, <laughs> that was gnarly looking. Yes. Yeah. FDR just. I I got to say, Samurai Del Sol looked really good. Mm-hmm. Far better he's, than he's, he ever did in WWE. Yeah. yeah. It reminded me back when I first saw him in, in, in PWG days. Like he was awesome looking, and he looked in shape too, which is yeah. good for him because he's been. This is his first match since uh, WWE. I heard. So oh, okay, cool. That's cool. I'm so excited because I know uh, AAA has a big um, show coming up in December. I think so. I'm excited to see FTR down in Mexico wrestle. Fuck, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> Please, they are yeah. going to get beer thrown on them. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. amazing. Just and let them that, do it. With that heel ref in Mexico, it's going to be even better. Come out with cowboy hats. Come out with cowboy hats. Come out <laughs> yeah. with cowboy hats. Just do it. Fucking bolo ties. Just mm-hmm. go full gimmick. Yes. Oh, wonderful. And speaking of wonderful, your favorite oh, segment gosh. of the show is next. This, like... You were watching on a delay, and I had texted you. Uh, you could probably fast forward through this segment because I fucking hate this segment. <laughs> but I will say, my wife and I had ordered a pizza. Dynamite starts at seven our time, so we ordered it at six thirty. It didn't get there till eight our time, so I was super hungry. In this segment, I usually inner circle America top team segments. I don't like them at the start, and they usually kind of can turn me around on them for a bit. 
Yeah. But this one just was, I was like, everyone's talking too much. I don't like this. And then <laughs> I, I don't really have much to say. Cause I kind of stopped paying attention. I didn't like it. And <laughs> hey, I mean, it was, uh, it fell into the usual landmines that, yeah. the, that these segments have fallen into. It wasn't the worst that they've done. I think it was kind of par for the course for this feud, which isn't great. You know what um, uh, stopped me like on this it's segment? It's a low, low bar. Yeah, you know what stopped me on this segment? Before uh, Chris Jericho took it to like a kind of a sexist route, it was uh, when Jake Hager talked and he said, you look like Popeye. I was like, oh, I'm, f- I'm fucking done with this. <laughs> this feud has to end. <laughs> that... I actually thought that was funny. <laughs> thought it was so corny. Just... It was funny, but oh yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> here's the thing: it's like, like, uh, ironically, Jake Hager is fucking hilarious. Ironically, mm-hmm. yeah. the problem is they're not presenting him ironically; they're presenting him seriously. Yeah. So, and what I find funny, and then they're pr- pushing him as a face, and like, no, this yeah. is a heel, and he's dumb, and it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I just yeah. I was not into the segment. <laughs> I was like, okay, no. Nope. Uh, Chris Jericho was sexist again. Mm-hmm. Um, he just looks like a midlife crisis. He yeah, he looks like he's going through a midlife crisis and hanging out with all his kids' friends, like trying to be cool with them. <laughs> yeah, it's it's dragging down the rest of the guys in the group. Yes, for sure. And somehow pulling Hager up. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for men of the year. Um, I do want to watch Junior Dos Santos again. I'll say that. Um, so the inner circle, they select their people. So it's men of the year and they select Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, who I'm interested to see him go. Mm-hmm. And lastly, Dan Lambert, which I called and I'm happy about this. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah that is at least fun. Okay, sh- I don't know. The match is a street fight, right? So it's going to be like chaos. It's going to be fun to watch, but just this promo this time, I was like, because like I said, usually they can turn it around on me. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't so bad. But this time I was just like, oh, I am not into this. I, I enjoyed, I will say, I enjoyed Dan Lambert in this. He, he was, was good. funny. He was good. He was yeah, funny. He was, the way like, he was jumping around. My face isn't even that fat. That was funny when he said my face when, isn't even that fat. Whenever something bad happened, he would do his little shriek and he would like jump up and mm-hmm. down like a toddler. That was yeah. funny. I thought that was amusing. Paige Van Zant wasn't as bad as you would expect. Yeah, she, I thought she, she was pretty good for somebody doing her first time on the mic. I could see her if she like really enjoys doing this and like wants to get trained. She, I could see her being pretty good. She could be a star in this industry like they also, should bring her in i also kind of wish they had her in the match in inner circle brought out a female talent to yeah i saw counter uh, her tiger driver said diamante sitting right over there she has a she has a history with santana ortiz it's like yeah mm-hmm. it's right there yeah it's it's right there the most marketable person in this whole friggin' setup is Paige Van Zant, and you're not using Paige Van Zant. Mm-hmm. What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, what's the point here? Yeah. She obviously wants to mix it up with them. 
She's yeah. probably going to get involved in the oh, match she, anyway. She's doing a move to someone at the show, for sure. And you could have made, absolutely made, a female wrestler in this company by having her in that match with her. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's easy money. I don't know why they're not doing it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw, I don't know who said this tweet, and I apologize because if somebody I follow retweeted it, and they talked about the CM Punk promo at the beginning is a good example of positive masculinity. Yeah. And like how we we as men should be acting and talking about things, and then how Jericho acted is an example of uh, toxic masculinity during this promo. Yes. And I was like, yes. I think that's maybe why yes. I did like this. <laughs> One, no, 1,000%. This has <laughs> been why the Jericho face turn has been complete shit. Yeah. As a heel, at least you're like, okay, well, I can ju- at least I can just fucking hate him. Yeah. And I want to see someone <laughs> kick his ass. But when he's a good guy, you're like, what? Why are you saying stuff like that? Who cares if she has an OnlyFans account? She's probably making more money than you got, Jericho. So... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, she's making I, some legal money. Oh, yeah. okay. Enjoy and I, your I legal did, money. I feel bad for Men of the Year, Satana Ortiz, and, and Sammy Guevara. They have to be in all this. <laughs> it's like, you remember a few weeks ago before all this started, and they looked like they were going to do the thing with Santana Ortiz and the Lucha Bros where they are going to be friends for a little bit, and then one of them was going to turn on each other? Can we go back to that with them, please? Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, but we got the FTR stuff now, so I'm not complaining. But I just want Santa Tan or Ortiz to be ready to move on from this. That was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> they were setting up a program there. And yeah. They just kind of abandoned that. Yeah. Hopefully they get back to Weird. it after this. I'm, I, and I'm sure the match is going to be fun because it's a street fight, so you can do crazy you know what's stuff in it. Frustrating. Um, apparently, Chris Jericho proposed the inner circle breaking up. And Tony Khan said no. Oh. And I'm I think like, they Tony, should break up because they don't really have. Yeah, they should to have do. broken up months ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should have broken up after the uh, after the blood and guts. That should have been it. Yeah. But no. Okay. Let's yeah. Let's just keep going rehashing this. Yeah, Anyways. and I'm sure Inner Circle is going to win, which is weird to be in a street fight with legit trained fighters and then win. But (laughs) yeah. Trained fighters who are all bigger than you, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like legit heavyweights. Yeah. Like the baddest of bad men. Anyway. Anyways. Okay. Moving on to a match that I thought under delivered for me, despite loving at least one of the people in this match. This is Anna J versus Jamie Hader. I like Anna J, but she needs. She's very green still. She's very very green. Jamie Hader is amazing. Um, she looked great with the darker hair. She mm-hmm. uh, that's that's more of her staple is the dark hair, and uh, yeah. I think it suits her well. Um, she's my dark horse to win the tournament. I don't think she will, but she's my dark horse. I think it's going to be Rosa, or I think it's going to be Thunder Rosa or Jade Cargill. I hope it's Thunder Rosa, because I don't know that Jade Cargill can um, work the matches that are needed to be the title holder. Especially the first title holder. Like, I think, uh, I don't know that she's quite ready to hold a title. 
yet mm-hmm. just from her just because of her inexperience i think that's thunder rosa's to run with in my opinion but but uh yeah jamie hater would be the number three option for me even ahead of ruby um yeah that's the good thing about this tournament though i really don't know who's gonna win though but they they said it's it's very it's very wide open Mm -hmm. because ruby soho could easily win it easily and and if that happened i'd be like okay yeah of course Mm -hmm. (laughs) um hater looked like an absolute bruiser in this match she's just slugging just slugging jay all over the ring just stomps and overham thwacks and Mm -hmm. like just just brutalizing her all through the break um but the problem was the match itself just wasn't that great it wasn't that uh memorable in the end um Britt baker would distract anna jay she really didn't have to because anna jay wasn't doing she never looked she never was really threatening jamie hater but she she distracted her enough to get hit with a big lariat which she sold like a sack of potatoes Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really didn't sell it very well. She, I did. She just, she just took a flat back bump on the ground. I was like, okay, that this is a very green wrestler here. Yeah, I didn't see the end of this match because my pizza finally arrived, so I had to go get it. I was so excited. Like Jamie Hader's lariat is amazing, yes, and is. and uh, Anna J made it look like a standard clothesline. <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, oh, that did not look like a finisher. Oh, yeah. no. No fault of haters, though. Um, but How long has Anna J cool, been wrestling? It's only been like a year or so, right? Like a year? Yeah, maybe? just yeah, just about a year. So it yeah. makes sense. I mm-hmm. think she's been propped up a little too high, in my opinion. I think that somebody like uh, Swole or Diamante might be better served in this position mm-hmm. because they can work a match better yeah. at this point in their career. They can sell these moves better. They could make Hater look better. Cause really it looked like Hater was leading Anna J around the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ty Conte ran out, saved Anna J again. Um, the <laughs> rinse and repeat, yeah. but she came out and looked awesome. She was feeding everybody right hands um Mm -hmm. and pump kicks and what have you eventually they get the uh get the upper hand on her and then thunder rosa's music hits thunder rosa runs out there so then the three faces are standing tall in the ring maybe setting up a triple threat but i really or not triple threat uh six man but i really just think it's uh setting up uh the rosa match against hater Uh in the second round which is smart and brit's match against conte which yeah. is taking place at full gear. So cool. I'm uh an effect this a lot of the show was an effective way to promote the matches, but it, that's just kind of what it felt like. They're just like paint by numbers promoting the matches that are coming up. Whereas some of their go home feeling shows have been a little more impactful in the past. And I think they've done that before where like the two episodes out feels kind of like yeah and then the go home feels like end of days <laughs> oh yeah next week's the both go home shows and usually aw's go home shows are usually uh, like Phenomenal. amazing yeah <laughs> yeah 
They look phenomenal. And they don't really have many matches planned for next week, so I'm excited for that. <laughs> um, one thing that I think is setting up a match for next week is this next little segment, and that was uh, Matt Seidel alongside Lee Moriarty challenging Leo Rush and Dante Martin. So this is fucking great. Um, we have Seidel saying like he's happy for Dante Martin. He congratulates him on his victory. He says that you've been able to achieve everything that I knew you could achieve. This is exactly what I was working for you. I'm proud of you. I saw this in you all along. You're turning into the man that I told you you would be. And no hard feelings working with uh, with Leo because I've got other people who want to work with me. I've got Lee Moriarty over here. Um, and I think that we could, we would love to challenge you guys to a match and i love that leo says oh i'm well aware of who lee moriarty is i i know exactly how good he is and yes we would be happy to face you in a match and i think this match looks awesome but i do love the possibility that leo rush has already gone to lee moriarty and oh, uh, matt seidel sure. doesn't know yeah i definitely can see that happening for sure <laughs> and i love that even even the possibility of like a double switch yeah like uh yeah. like no like lee's actually the guy that uh that leo wants and you can have dante you can have your scraps back mm -hmm. is even fun as well like there's there's a lot of cool combinations that can happen here i don't really want um the thing where they're just like okay let's just group all the people of one race together mm -hmm. like i'd like all all the black people are in one stable together like i don't really like that or all the mexican people are all in the mexican stable yeah like no no no, no. they can that's kind of why i liked seidel with dante it was kind of cool because mm -hmm. it's not the stereotypical thing we see all the time it's and it's fine if they if they go this route, but if like every time a young black man ends up on the screen and they end up with Leo rush, I mean, it's kind of funny cause he's taking advantage of them to like yeah. bring them in under his wing, but it's a little, I don't know. Eh. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they do that all the time. It's like, mm -hmm. Oh, you know who you'd be great with this other guy. Do you yeah. guys know each other? You do now. Like, like, have they ever wrestled together? Yeah, I think they keep Dante Martin with Leo Rush until his brother comes back, at least, and his brother tries. I think that's the story they're they're gonna tell. I don't think Dante Dante's not long for this world with Leo. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think like a double switch could be cool. Like, oh, Lee Moriarty's the shinier version. I'll take Lee. Yeah, you you can have Dante back. Yeah. So that that's cool and i think there's a lot of cool stuff that can happen here but like yeah leo absolutely knows who lee moriarty is they've but they've wrestled in the same companies before mm -hmm. like he knows who he is he knows who he is better than you like he's <laughs> like have you ever wrestled with lee before oh uh, yeah. leo has mm -hmm. so that's uh i like that storyline she's like oh yeah i know who he is trust me wink wink mm -hmm. i think that's cool even even if it even if that doesn't play out that way, it's a it's a cool thing to have. Okay, next we have 
MJF um, just talking some shit to Darby, which yeah. was awesome. This was really, really good. Mm-hmm. I didn't write down everything that he said, but I loved it. Um, MJF comes out and he says that he and Darby, they're not sweating all these new signings because they know that they're the pillars of the company. And not just the pillars of the company, the two most important pillars mm-hmm. of the company. Like, and everybody, TK, all the EVPs, all the fans, they know this. Without us two, AW doesn't work. Darby and MJF, they, they just have it. They already know that they're legends, and everybody else knows that too. Like, they all say, like, oh, these guys are so good so soon into their careers. Um, so that people hate MJF because he reminds them of all the things and all the people that they wish they could be, but they can't. And Darby, on the other hand, you're very attainable. You're just some little emo incel who's one step away from being a glorified stuntman. And I was like, holy shit, this is... (laughs) Calling Darby a little incel is amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, He tells Darby that he's nowhere near the wrestler that he is. That if Darby would ever... Like he knows that Darby's going to come out with reckless abandon at him. He's just going to charge him. But if they ever actually got into a into a wrestling match, MJF would beat him with a headlock takeover. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Darby gets on the mic. He says, "Hey, you know what? That's fine. I'm I'm." He says, "I will wrestle you on that night because I'm saving the violence for tonight." And he comes running down to to run running down the stands to get to MJF and MJF runs. He's running up the ramp. Out comes Sting with just an army of regular people in, in masks. And uh <laughs> MJF stops. He's like, oh shit. Then the pinnacle runs out. There's a weird little brawl on the stage. Um MJF comes running back down the ring and there's Darby. Um actually no, MJF decides, he takes off his coat. He's like, you know what? I'm going to charge Darby. So he's the yeah. one who ends up uh, attacking. They get in a brawl. It's really good. Really good in the in the crowd. Darby fucking just lariats him over the, the guardrail. They are going at it. And eventually MJF is able to just slink out of the ring before getting hit with the coffin drop. This is really good. They needed mm-hmm. this segment to really get it going because it felt like okay you guys are the yes you're the two youngest absolute superstars in wrestling right now and i don't care about this feud so far and this night like okay here we go this is it i think they have to do maybe one more segment Maybe yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure next week there'll be a segment for sure sometime. I really thought um, when Steen came out with the dudes with the Darby like just paper masks, I thought they were going to be yeah. the pinnacle behind Sting. Like that, that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they just beat up Sting. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. But I, I like this. They're getting in the the fight and then like Darby parting the crowd so he could charge at him in the middle yes. of the crowd was cool. That was really cool. Where you could see him yell at them part or like move. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it goes like that they move them out of the way i did like they had um there's a guy who works in the company he's he's kind of their every man he's got long hair he's got a he's got a beard he's often taking bumps 
mm-hmm. um, for people. Like if there's a security guy who takes a bump, he's it's often him. Um, he's worked props in the back. I don't think he works props anymore because a lot of the props haven't worked out so well. But he does <laughs> a lot of different stuff. He's been on BTE. He uh-huh. did a he did one of the podcasts one time. Um, but you see him a lot. But he was in the crowd, and a lot of people thought he was Sean Waltman. Was he the dude in the leather jacket by Darby? Yeah. Okay. I saw him. I, I thought he was just a, like a undercover security guard because he he'd kind of move when Darby would move. So I was like, oh, okay, he was, he's there. He was functioning as that. Yeah. He was functioning as Darby's security slash, like making sure the crowd moved out of the way. But I liked mm-hmm. that that they yeah. had the guys parting the crowd looking like the crowd. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is that's smart as opposed to be like like okay, everybody, this is when you move. Yeah, <laughs> where they have like the the security guys doing it. I like I liked having that guy do it because like some people because lots of people are like who the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a little bit of excitement there, which mm-hmm. uh, that was good, good stuff. Um, I'm excited for this match. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be really I, good. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for. Um, I feel like Darby's gonna pull out a that athleticism out of uh, MJF a bit. Which yeah, he said it's going to be like done. when MJF wrestled Jungle Boy at the beginning of AEW. Yes. And see him do all this crazy Those stuff. matches are good. Yeah. Those three matches. I think they've had three now. They're mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. They're incredible. Um, then for the finale, we have Miro versus Orange Cassidy. And I just have here at the top, Cassidy's dying here, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And he basically did. Um, <laughs> Orange Cassidy in this match, like the the bell rings and Orange Cassidy just starts running away from Miro. Yeah. Like all around, he keeps running away from him and trying to put his hands in his pockets, and Miro keeps chasing him around. Eventually, yeah. he flips out of the ring. He's up on the ramp and he does it, and Miro's chasing him out there, losing his mind, back and forth, back and forth, and <laughs> and then. Uh... Orange Cassidy tries to do a tope and essentially dies for his sins. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, he catches him and just suplexes him. <laughs> like, on the floor. Yeah. Um, Cassidy did hit a Tornado DDT for a big near fall, which, of course, because the neck is the weakness and mm-hmm. Tornado DDT has been his weakness in the past. Yeah. Um, he went for... He hit uh, Miro on the outside with a... Uh, with a elbow drop onto a standing Miro, and they went through a through a table, which was really nice. Yeah, through the timekeeper's um, table. Orange Cassidy got him up for a beach break, mm-hmm. which was a cool little amount of uh, power from from OC, which I like because Miro's a heavy, thick boy. He's a very large man. <laughs> he is, um, and then Orange Cassidy just gets hit by a truck. Mm-hmm. Like he, I don't remember what he was doing, but he comes off the ropes and just gets hit by a, like a cross block or whatever the fuck you call it from, uh, from Miro and just inverts, (laughs) (laughs) just, just implodes. And then he gets kicked in the head and tapped out immediately. Miro gets put all the way over, which I loved. Yeah, I and, love that's one thing I love about mirror matches is is like he'll let you do stuff and then till he's said okay we're done with this and then he just beats you in like three seconds. Like I legit, 
I legitimately think Miro has a chance at beating Danielson. I think he is. And because if they weren't going to have him win, if they were going to have Danielson win the whole tournament, just have Orange Cassidy get a bye. And then you could do Danielson versus Orange Cassidy, which would be a fun match and an interesting match. But I think they're just going to have Miro win because I don't think he'd bring Miro in just to have him lose either. Yeah, because I was saying for for weeks now that I thought that um, Moxley was going to roll through this tournament, get more and more vicious with each thing. He was going to basically fully turn heel in this match, mm-hmm. do something horrible to Orange Cassidy, bloody him up, have the fans booing him. Um, then he was going to beat Danielson, which in a devastating way, play up his concussion issues, all that stuff, have the fans going absolutely nuts, and then have Hangman beat Moxley mm-hmm. as the fully formed heel Moxley. And I don't think that they are in a position where they are able to pivot out of that yeah. um, formula. They need the monster heel. Mm-hmm. And the, it's a sort of a monster heel that can challenge Hangman and still lose without losing anything. Mm-hmm. Not that Miro's gonna... Not that he won't lose anything. He will lose something when he loses to Hangman. Because I think he has one singles loss. Mm-hmm. And it's just that one where he yeah. lost the belt. Um, so he will lose a little bit to Hangman, but I don't think anyone losing to Hangman really loses that much. No, no, no. Um, and and all you gotta do is have versus... Miro to get over again is just have him kill a bunch of people at once and then Yeah, he's and back. Danielson versus Hangman makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Danielson kind of has to win that yeah. match, sort mm-hmm. of. Or, like, no matter what, you're having your top babyface beat your top babyface. Mm-hmm. And that does that's not good. Yeah, you, and you don't want Hangman's first title defense to be, to be against a big baby face like that. Like, yeah, when you do baby you face versus against, baby baby face, you got to really build to that. You got to have him against the big bad. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the next big show is not actually a pay per view. It's one of those big, um, uh, quarterly specials. specials. So uh-huh. you, they could do something there as well that could be the Miro match and then maybe the MJF match comes after that yeah which could be where Hangman loses the title who knows yeah I I can see that because Hangman doesn't need a a long title run his whole story's been the chase so I think many people many many people well I mean we're talking not many many people I shouldn't say that but a lot of um, like um personalities think that hangman's run with the title is not going to be long i don't i don't think and it needs to be i don't think it needs to be i think it can't i think it can go both ways mm-hmm. i think that the company does need to have shorter title reigns because then it makes it doesn't make everything quite as predictable yes for sure mm-hmm. i think uh, at some point somebody has to have a shock loss mm-hmm um, early into a title reign, which is what <laughs> did you see that tweet by Louis Dangour that he just got lit up on? 
he said that uh hangman should get his get his win and then the next night on on ramp or the next night on rampage or on dynamite lose to mjf and Just lose the title yeah <laughs> <laughs> and he just got destroyed and i was like i was like that's not like the the greatest take i've ever heard but it's, he's also far from the only person with a platform that I've heard saying that he should have a shock, a shock loss shortly mm-hmm. afterwards. He's far from the only person I've heard give that take. So I, I get that. That was a little unfair. Yeah. Maybe not the like three day title reign, but I'd like him to at least have it for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. I I legit I have no idea who is going to win the tournament next week, and that's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is taking place at full gear, so that's a fantastic match: Miro versus Danielson. Yeah, yeah. and they have the face off in the ring. It's good, and as soon as Miro wins, Danielson just goes, "Damn it!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he gets up out of his seat. And he goes down there, and they this they will be running it back. They have had a match before. I haven't seen it. Um, I'm sure this one will be better. Oh, for sure. I, it yeah, it was before. in WWE like in like 2014 or something like that. So it's been a long time since they've had a match. Yeah, so we we I'm looking at the matches that they announced, and they really did not have any matches for Dynamite. So it must be that Dante and Leo match with Lee Moriarty and Matt Seidel yeah. is the only thing announced. Then this Friday, I don't have it in the dock because it crashed when I tried to put it in there. <laughs> uh, we have John Silver versus Adam Cole. They John Silver had a little promo, but it's whatever. It, there wasn't much to it. Um, you had to be like a hardcore BTE fan to understand what he was talking about. Yeah. Cause I asked a coworker who watches wrestling and she's like, I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> like the budge. What's the budge. It's uh, the nickname that he gave Adam Cole because remember the rumors that, WWE is going to want Adam Cole to shave his head. Yeah, shave his head and be a manager. Right, yes. So the Dark Order have been trying to get him to do that, and I guess the Budge is the name they gave him. See, that's good. I like that. That's funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't play with the crowd. That was a mistake. That's what I mean, because you have to be a hardcore BTE fan to get it. I had to even look it up, because I've watched BTE in a few weeks, so I don't know, but I had to look it up. Like, I understood the reference of shave your head, be a manager. I get that. <laughs> but the Budge thing I didn't get. And they even mm-hmm. had Budge in the, the, Ghostbusters, the, theme, song. the Ghostbusters yeah. theme song. I ain't scared of which, no Budge. <laughs> which is funny in retrospect, but like, come on, guys. <laughs> um, Yeah, so we have that match, which is going to be amazing. It's a little weird after Adam Cole died for the second time on this episode, mm-hmm. he just got hit with a concerto and he's going to go face John Silver two days later. Yeah. Like he should be dead for the second. You're going to have to have a second seance. Yeah. He may, uh, him back from the... he may be, they may have to change the match if they could go with it. If they did that, that would be great. Mm-hmm. I would respect that. I think the match is going to be fantastic, but I just, I want a little bit of realism there because they had him twitching and like he sold it like he was dead. Mm-hmm. Then we have the face to face versus CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. 
which is not a match. So that's interesting. I don't know if they're going to add another match. Then we have the Bunny versus Red Velvet, which is kind of whatever. I mean, that sounds disrespectful, so I shouldn't say that. Red Velvet, I've enjoyed the Bunny's matches lately, and Red Velvet has been good. Oh, wait, they had a match at one point where Red Velvet went right on her head, didn't she? I think so. Was That was yes. against the Bunny, right? So they're mm-hmm. having her run that match back, which is yeah. an interesting choice. Um, it wasn't due to her opponent, so I'm sure this match will be good. But mm-hmm. the, they'll they'll be good because those are two stiff workers. But yeah, no dynamite matches announced, so they'll be announcing some matches for sure on the Friday night telecast, which is live, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So they'll get the pops from the live from the live crowd for that. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, just, <laughs> kind kind of an okay episode. Um, great final two matches. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. great great back hour to the episode, but the uh, the first half was a little. Eh. The lowest like, point it, to me was the inner circle America top team. Everything else oh God. I enjoyed, but that was just too bad for it's me. It's such like, a missed opportunity. Like we keep asking for stories and feuds and a second women's match mm-hmm. um i want like we talked like we talked about uh like oh yeah mia yim and um and ember moon, ember moon should join the company but if i'm then i'm looking at like well if my name's not Britt baker i'm not gonna get to talk and i'm not gonna get to have a real feud because mm-hmm. all things run through Britt which should not be the case. We yeah. have that Sheeta versus um, uh, Deep. Serena Deeb thing happening as well, which is something. And there is the mm-hmm. TBS title, which is something. But, like, I don't know. It's just sort of, it's a lot of one-off matches and, and uh, beat down, followed by, def- followed by the friend coming out to chase them away. Usually it's Ty Conti. <laughs> it's yeah. either yeah. it's either Anna J Ty Conte or Ruby Soho runs out uh-huh. and yeah. chases the person. Well, I don't know. It's a it's very by the numbers right now. If Britt Baker isn't doing the talking, so I think they there's still room for improvement there. So it's like, yeah, bring absolutely bring those people in, but mm-hmm. for sure, eh. <laughs> but like give the put uh put your best foot forward and i don't think they're doing that yet still okay so i think have are, are you checking twitter Is i was checking twitter it didn't look like anyone else got released so okay that's good stuff all right so we'll see you guys next week we won't be doing a podcast this weekend we probably won't be doing them going forward i'll assume unless it's like a huge episode they do, if they do like another two yeah hour one. yeah well yeah. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. I definitely can't do one this weekend. This weekend is uh, is my partner's birthday, so oh, no. Okay. Well, happy birthday! And uh, the next weekend is a pay per view, so that'll be fun. So we'll do one for that. Yeah, a Saturday pay per view. They've done a Saturday pay per view. Feels like forever. I know. So. I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to not be dead. Yeah. To the world the for next sure. day, and like trying to 
like having to do like a a super long podcast yeah, for like eight matches or whatever. Usually when they do the Sunday pay-per-views, it's because it's a holiday weekend, but only a holiday weekend in the States. So you still have to work and stuff. <laughs> All right. I will, I will, uh, I'll hang up this.